because I live in Suffolk County on Long Island. And what they've made it possible for you to do is that regardless of where you live in the county, there's, I think, 12 different early voting places throughout the county that you could okay. go to. Like, okay, it, like so it's, that's, yeah. Right, so it's regardless. The only thing I thought that could have been handled better yesterday is the polls were only open from 10 to 3 p.m. So that's a five-hour window for an entire yeah. county of people that wants to vote. But that window opens during the week. I think it's like 9 to 7 throughout the rest of the week. I think it's 7 a.m. next weekend. So I... Regardless of whether suppression is going on in my county or not, I actually didn't see it as much of a hindrance as some of the horrors. Like, again, I went in preparing to not leave until three in the afternoon. Yeah. And yeah, I was in IHOP was, by noon. Yeah, because I think it was what Atlanta was the one where it's like people. Yeah. There's a ironic guy. Well, like that, that's the that there's a whole other conversation that more leads towards race. That is a bigger problem down. Yeah. South. Yeah, like we that, were, that's a much bigger problem and in, in for a much bigger reason. Yeah, I was very, very, very subtly hinting to Harris County stuff because <laughs> of what that specifically means. Right. Yeah, so because yeah. I think it's what it's like two hundred it's something like two hundred square miles and, and they they would have one voting station essentially. Yeah. Well yeah. so my my I mean I can only go by my specific neighborhood, but it is extremely cultured and Hispanic. Like the I there was a nice mix of people online that I was online with. And uh, we saw people that were proud to say who their candidate was. We saw some people that were uh, just kind of there to do their duty and get offline. Um, yeah. It, I, I, again, it wasn't the nightmare I was expecting, but it anything, anytime you do something for two hours, you're going to, you know, remember it and hopefully offer people tips on how to do it differently or better next time. Bring a folding yeah. chair. Bring a tailgate chair. They're like eleven bucks at sporting goods. Seriously. Bring your bring your phone and go to uh, the strict land and, and catch up on all your Knicks analysis. Well, even more so if, if you're behind on Pod Strickland episodes. Oh yeah, you can definitely get like one episode in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. Also, um, all right. Well, there... if you want, by the way, just throwing it, throwing it out there. Oh, <laughs> well, that's, that's just an hour. By the way, you know. I will. I should have done this at the top. This is a bit of a home and home because I will be a, mm. appearing tomorrow. I'm not sure which day you release that. Do you release it Tuesday? Tuesday, yes, Tuesday. So for Tuesday's uh, final score, I will be appearing as a guest where Andrew will be much more prepared in uh, in setting that up. Now the pressure's on. Actually, be prepared. Well, there is a conversation that I've been dying to have with somebody. And you are I, the funny thing is we have Drew on the pod today, and I know how he feels about WFAN. Um, there is a WFAN conversation I've been <laughs> dying to have, and I cannot wait to have it with you, JV. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm I cannot I'm wait looking, to have this. That's really exciting. Forward. Yes, exciting stuff. A podcast with us uh, giving our WFAN takes, but no, it, it is interesting what's going on there right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just to pivot a bit, I think uh, you know, again, we're. As you alluded to, we're we're continuing this slow news cycle where the Knicks haven't played since mid March. But believe it or not, we're a little bit into crunch time here at offseason where we're we're actually like within sight of an event that the Knicks will participate in that isn't an informal workout or a front office hire or a coaching staff hire, and that is the draft is is less than a month and a month away. But we also got news this week that the NBA, uh, I guess, board of governors, board of directors, whatever they call themselves, the rich people in suits are deciding that 
the season could start as soon as I think December 22nd was the date. Originally, they're saying Christmas Day. And I think another report by the Athletics said December 22nd. And the idea is rather than waiting for when they are certain that fans can return to arenas, which is what original reports were sort of speculating, meaning the season could be delayed until as late as February or even I saw some people say March. Instead, they're going to perhaps start the season end of December, play 72 games, um, have a schedule that might keep teams within their own division to reduce travel and maybe different bubble ideas. But the idea is they play 72 games and finish in time for the Summer Olympics. There's a lot to cover there about what the season could look like. We could get into that later. I think for me, what's most interesting to get you guys take is Let's say it is December 22nd, and like I said, we're looking at the draft is within sight. It's November 18th. You're talking that an offseason at normally the draft you're having, let's say, June 25th with opening day mid-October. You're now saying you're going to have a draft. The guy the Knicks draft on November 18th, less than five weeks later, could be playing opening night in a real game, and in between that, you're going to have to go through free agency where you could be signing someone December 6th and literally have him suit, suit up a, a couple weeks later. So it just really makes for all this time you have off where nothing happened. And now you have the potential where it's going to be this mad dash through the offseason. Um, just I guess I'd just open it up with you guys in terms of, you know, were you following 